0: Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Edible World Podcast. Today you're going to find us with tingly fingies.
1: I'm your host, Michael, a.k.a. Old Num Thumb. <laughs> and I am Stingin' Steve. Uh, it's tea time here on the Wild Edible World Podcast. Uh, what is in this cup in front of me, Mike? So right now we're drinking a, a kind of a nettle blend
0: tea. So I mostly used dried nettles that I collected earlier this year and added just kind of a couple sprigs of uh, a mint plant and then some dried lemon and a couple of dandelion flowers. But the prominent flavors here are uh, definitely the nettle and the mint. Um, just a simple little tea that we brewed for about five, ten minutes before we started recording here.
1: Yeah, let's give that a little taste. <sighs> All right. So when I walked up on this recording studio that we call a uh, picnic table here, yeah. <laughs> um, Michael had his jet boiler out. He was brewing up something, so I was pretty excited. He reaches into his bag, takes out Several different jars. Like he called himself the traveling apothecary, and I, I like it. I think that's appropriate. Uh,
0: Got to have some of this plant in front of us. You know, we yeah. try to do that for these episodes where we have a little bit in front of us, so that we can actually work with the plant and enjoy it while we talk about it.
1: We should honestly probably get sponsored by jar companies. Between the two of us, like my wife's always getting on my case about uh, you know get rid of some of these jars. In fact, this yeah. morning before I left, she was like, "Take some of those jars with you." I had like some chicken of the woods dehydrated. All yeah, those other stuff. So uh, I'll, I'll bring some next time. But this is what I walked up on. I just wanted to give everybody a nice picture we're back in our studio uh lovely outdoors i'm sure you can probably pick up on some of it um and yeah it's episode episode stinging nettle
0: yep number five (laughs) we're here coming at you with some stinging nettle most of you know this plant because you've walked through it and been like yikes what the hell is that and it's actually it's stinging nettle i think we're most people are familiar with this plant um but i think the most recognizable and the Thing we're going to start talking about with this plant is the trichomes, the, st- the actual sting of the plant. Normally, we do kind of a visual aspect, um, but I feel like um, more people are familiar with this plant by feel than they are by look. So yeah, this
1: guy's the the ninja of the forest. So yeah, <laughs> you're you're walking by, and all of a sudden you, you get a little little pain. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're if, at least for me, if you're wearing jeans, if you're if you, you know if, if you're wearing pants to to it, it gets through somehow. Yeah, it
0: can. It's, yeah, yeah. some of those can be gnarly. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit uh, about the sting is that I I mentioned earlier that they're trichomes. So they're actual crystals that grow out of the plants and mostly on the underside of the leaf, but also down the stem as well. Um, And it obviously it will get a little less um, prominent. On the younger parts of the plant, so these are like calcified tubes filled with liquid, um, and that they, they break and inject those liquids whenever they come in contact with your skin and so I, I,
1: you think you have a little bit about like what what 's in those tubes? yeah, yeah, for sure. so the actual compounds are, are pretty fascinating, so it creates or it contains three different sorts of acids, so uh, tartaric. Oxalic and formic. Uh, these are interesting because uh, oxalic is found in fruit; it's a plant. Yeah, you know, not not too... You find that
0: in a lot of uh, brassicas, I think, and yeah. also spinach as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's it's you know it's normal to find in a plant. Yeah, this the last one. The the formic is what is what is most interesting for me. Uh, it's found in the uh, bee, uh, the bites of bees and ants.
0: Oh wow! So cool.
1: that's <laughs> that's where that sting comes from. Probably that's interesting. I didn't know yeah. those
0: were the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, those those hurt. Absolutely do. Um, so another cool part about the trichome concentration, like the plant can actually increase its production of trichomes whenever it's been uh, herbivorized or eaten by an animal or damaged in some way, it actually increases the amount of stingers it has on the plant. So that's pretty cool. This is a defense mechanism built up by the plant over, you know, thousands and thousands of years, uh, to help protect, protect itself from predation. But, uh, you know that's another way that we as foragers can. And I talk about this in a lot of episodes, and I will continue talking about it. It's this uh, intuitiveness that you can bring to your knowledge of foraging. That a lot of these plants have these thorns on them or these stingers, and it's another method to protect from uh, to protect something tasty. You yeah. can tell that there's probably something delicious on that plant if it looks angry. What are you hiding there, bud? Exactly. You know? What are you hiding? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's the most recognizable feature, I think. And a lot of people, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about, like, uh, how you can avoid uh, getting stung by these nettles, I think, next. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people just wear gloves, you know. I mean, gloves are a pretty simple way to avoid being stung by it. Long pants, um, you know, wearing pants while you're uh, hiking. Try try as you might. Yeah, try as you might. I'm
1: telling you, man, it gets through.
0: (laughs) It does get through. Um, Some people can harvest the nettles with their bare hands. And um, there's a bit of an argument that the stingers themselves are angled upwards, so you can kind of ah. scoop up the plant whenever you're breaking it, and um, you can avoid a lot of trichone stings that way. Um, I'm, I am i don't know about that so much because whenever you look at, like, really close-up pictures of the plant, you can tell that there's just stingers in every direction. The biggest mm-hmm. ones, yeah, the most mature and more violent stingers are kind of angled upwards, but there are still tons of tiny ones that just stick out every which way. So in my opinion, I'd recommend using a glove. Um, I called myself num thumb this episode because <laughs> there there was an instance where I was picking the tips of a bunch of stinging nettles um, barehanded because I just came across them in a the woods. I, I used a, uh, actually like a KN95 mask to like <laughs> collect them all because it's just what I had in my pocket. So I didn't have a bag or anything. So I'm barehanded plucking these like really, really young, tips and i've read that you're supposed that they're not as uh developed they shouldn't really sting you they should be really soft still at the very top of the plant but um you know if you look closely you can still see them and they definitely were still there um the sting in general is supposed to last uh, anywhere from a couple minutes up to uh 24 hours and let me tell you my friend I uh, exerted that full 24 hours. It was a full 24 hours really? where my finger, my fi- forefinger and my thumb were completely numb. The tips of them were just like buzzy and numb for 24 hours. I counted, and it was like, yeah. After that 24 hours, I could feel it again. Yeah, you know, I was. I was gonna sure. start getting a little worried if I was going two days without feeling in my fingers. But no, that um, makes
1: that makes perfect sense. I mean, we brush by them, we walk by them, just barely grazing them. Yeah. And, you know, we feel that immediately. It normally goes away within two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you're sitting there, <laughs> yeah, continually definitely a cumulative injecting effect. yourself with yeah. with this compound, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, and and it's not all bad, right? The compound's not all bad. It's no it, it has its uses.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's a they're actually really medicinal compounds. There's all sorts of folk medicine uses where people, um, if they have uh, joint pain or like arthritis in their knees. There's tons of anecdotal stories of older folks um, who learn from other older folks uh, slapping their knees or their legs with bundles of the stinging nettle to get these inject, intentionally injecting themselves with these things because it actually really
1: lowers inflammation. Yeah, that is called urtication. Oh, yeah. Self-urtication. The, <laughs> the flogging of oneself uh, to to help out with that arthritis. Rheumatism. Awesome. Rheumatism. Urtication. Urtication.
0: Love that. Let's go on, Urtication. Um, So I guess next we'll start uh, describing some of its more visual qualities. So we'll actually describe um, how this plant looks. Um, it, it does have like grooves in the stem, so it's kind of like a plus sign. If you were to look at it top down without any of the, steve, stem, uh, the leaves, and you just look at the shape of the stem, it's kind of a plus sign. But whenever you feel it in your hands, it kind of counts as a square. And opposite leaves, which means the leaves grow uh, up across from the uh, stem from each other instead of alternating. So they're opposite leaves and they have these long stems that connect to this uh, spade shaped leaf with uh, really uh, rough grooves, um, the like really teethed edges. So they're kind of very jagged looking on the edges. Um, they can grow up to three, from three to eight feet tall. So some of these stinging nettles can get far taller than I am. What's the tallest one you've seen? tallest one I've seen has um, probably only been like four and a half feet tall. That's I That's
1: mean, what I was just about to say. Yeah, that's what I see normally.
0: Yeah, pretty uh, urban areas. I feel like um, stinging nettle is kind of one of the more well-known edibles. So I do come across a ton that have already been topped off um, where the tips have been harvested or earlier on in the season somebody was cutting them at a certain uh, height. And so they never really get to grow to their full extent, but I'm sure unbothered and un, in, in a prime environment, they can easily get up to eight feet tall. I can
1: imagine that. I would like to see that, I think.
0: I would like to see that too. <laughs> so yeah, the, again, the leaves have coarsely serrated margins. Those are the actual, the, the terminology for the, the leaves. Um, so uh, it grows, yeah, you'll have these leaves organized oppositely down the stem, um, anywhere from three to eight feet tall. And then the root structure, it, it you, you mentioned earlier, how, how does it grow? Like it, it does, it's, it can separate, it can, uh, spread by seed, but it also grows
1: by rhizome. Yeah. grows by rhizome. So, uh, I would I would assume it's similar to anything else so if you actually want these nettles in your yard you could probably have them you know? Oh, easily yeah
0: no so, it, you can almost not stop them from spreading they're pretty uh, aggressive
1: like. yeah so this is one thing you can confidently find in the same spot year after year because they're mm-hmm. growing you know at the end of the season plant dies down the roots stay intact survive the winter pop back up to for some more stinging fun yeah yeah you
0: know? some stinging joy yeah, and the the seeds themselves, so later on in the season, the it, it grows these, like, um, strings of seeds. They're just, like, curly. I, I, it's kind of hard to describe, but they're bundles of seeds. Um, and I, I didn't look up the data on, like, how many seeds per plant I can actually get. But um, it is quite a prolific seeder, and those seeds are uh, good for food as well. So this plant, um, through its seeds, um, through everything, is, is actually a really... Uh, a huge supporter of the ecology. A lot of animals eat this plant. Um, I've, you know, see tons of deer grazing on it. Um, Birds eat the seeds. You know, it's a very popular plant in the neighborhood. Um, So uh, after flowering, um, the leaves, uh, as far as edibility-wise, the the leaves actually get a little, um, they're a little tougher, but they also need um, fermenting in order to break down um, higher levels of calcium carbonate. So it actually, uh, that's a compound that's a little bit more difficult for our body to process. So um, fermenting these leaves, maybe chopping them up and putting them in a kraut, you know, and leaving them in the same length as the cabbage. And sauerkraut's a really easy thing to do, too. We'll do an episode sometime in the future on basic fermentation.
1: Yeah, I want some nettle kimchi.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, nettle (laughs) kraut. I mean, it's been done before, uh, but it's super awesome. And that
1: just goes back to your point of... uh, it, the plant protecting itself, uh, you know. So when it's bigger, there's more of it. Let's and and we have some seeds that we're offering, starting to form seed heads, uh, starting to flower. Rather, um, the plant becomes even more yeah uh, defensive. Defensive, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Wow. Yep.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's grown up with you know. Th- there's this whole system happening around us where you know these plants have a relationship with the things that eat them, and it's been this growing, uh, this you know, joined growth over thousands and thousands of years. I mean, that's, you know, exactly what evolution is. You know, they're happening to each other. Um, it's really, really cool to be able to nail those down and say, oh, yeah, this plant has these defenses because it is being eaten and that it continues to defend itself. After it's been herbivorized, it it gets stronger, you know. Yeah. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? <laughs> and this is another Learned
1: one. From this is another one, like, beyond... Um so you, you you see the leaves, you see the stems, you see the opposite the opposite leaf structure mm-hmm. um, and then the you can also if you if you feel brave enough, you can also get uh clarification on the nettle by the yellow roots, oh yeah, so it has yellow roots, and the whole plant is once again usable, whether yeah, it's yeah absolutely leaves, top to bottom stems roots. All has a purpose. We'll get we'll get into that in the second half. But yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll go into the nutrition and stuff. But I think right now, um,
1: I think it's time for a little breaky poo. Let's take a break. I need some of this cold brew.
0: Yeah, man, let's drink some tea. Uh, come back with us. Uh, we're about to have a short ad. Thanks for putting up with it. We love you, and we'll see you in a minute.
1: Hey, it's us—those two fellows from the Wild Edible World podcast. We're back, and we missed you. And if you missed us, Michael's gonna—Michael's gonna let us know how you can support us.
0: Yeah, if you like this show um, and you want to support us, make sure you write us a review or give us a five-star um, review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us to, and tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show. Get the foraging community—you know—make it stronger. Um, make the show stronger, and you know, make th- your own learning habits stronger as well. Whenever you bring your friends into it, so. Do us a favor, a super solid. So now that we're back, we're going to talk a little bit about the nutritional content, um, some of the ways we love to use the plant because there's way too much to talk about as far as how many ways you can use the plant. Um, that would just be a longer episode than we have the time
1: for. Far too long. <laughs> far too long.
0: So um, starting off with just like the general com- composition of the plant, it's uh, mostly water, like most things on planet Earth. Um, it's 82.4% water, and then on average, 17.6% water plant matter. So you get a lot of water content from this plant, which is really nice. Um, and I feel like that's kind of pretty consistent with a lot of um, mint family. They, they're, they're pretty strong on the water. Um, but breaking down that plant matter, um, we have about um, 5%, 5.5% protein, and then anywhere from 0.7, 0.7 to 3.3% fat. And I think that has to do with the maturity of the plant and whether the maybe the seeds are being incorporated. Um, and also, probably soil levels because a lot of the times, like minerals, mineral content can depend on the soil. Um, but along with that, there's 7.1% carbs. So this is a pretty good plant as far as just like food nutrition wise but a lot of the times as you know is a common saying in the foraging community especially that food is often our medicine as well um, and Absolutely. this is one of the strongest plants to represent that because um, it is packed with uh, valuable omega-3 acids um, in mature in the mature leaves and then the seeds themselves also have tons of valuable fatty acids for us um, but uh, As well as that there's um, tons of mineral content like calcium potassium magnesium phosphorus um, silicone which is really good for your skin uh, sulfur and uh, chlorine so I mean some and these naturally uh, occurring minerals are really really good for you and they um, can be harvested at uh, the highest amount of content will be found in the leaves so if that's that's really your focus then the leaves are where you want to be
1: heck yeah Uh, before we get into the Excellent uses for this plant. Um, Just a little fun fact. In the UK, the town of Dorset, they have a raw nettle-eating competition.
0: That's fantastic. Is it international?
1: Can I go? I believe it is, and I already signed you up, in fact. We're taking the show! (laughs) No, but you should definitely look into it. That would be so cool. I would gladly make the sacrifice of going to England with you if it meant getting to watch you eat 24... Probably centimeters. Meters. Twenty four meters. Twenty four meters of (laughs) nettles. I don't know. Um we use inches. We're we're those guys. We're heathens. (laughs) Yeah, we're heathens, barbarians. Um yeah, so they have this nettle eating competition. I'm not sure what you win. But it's probably something awesome. Maybe you get like a crown of nettles or something. That'd be really lines. cool.
0: I'm down for a crown of nettles.
1: Maybe you could get like a lordship, like the Lord of Nettles <gasps> yes. or something. That Lord so Michael. Cool. I like it. That's right. I like
0: it. Wild edible wild in Dorset, in it.
1: That was actually pretty good. That was pretty good. I didn't expect that. That was good. Um, and uh, so we'll get into the uses.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, obviously, we're using it in a certain way right now um, by drinking this wonderful tea. I did mix a couple other plants in there, so it's not just straight nettle, but I mean, it gives you this really nice uh y taste. There's a little, I only put a few stems of mint in here, but um, yeah, I dried it first, so um, picked it uh, earlier on in the spring, so this is actually a pretty young version of the plant. You can still harvest it throughout its entire life cycle. Um, you just kind of always want to aim for the youngest parts of the plant, the newer growth, which is going to be fresher, tenderer. Um, unless, of course, you're looking for that. Uh, you really want that enhanced vitamin content, then of course you can go for the lower, lower, tougher,
1: older leaves. This so, is fantastic tea. It's really good. You thank get you that. So much. You get that nettle flavor. There's just the. Tiniest hint of mint, and I don't know if the cooling effect comes from the mint or from the nettle, or maybe it's just they're hanging out together. And uh, w- whatever it is, it's it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so I'm walking through the woods, I get a little sting. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, look at this nettle. How do I how do I process it for use?
0: Um, so I think the best way would be uh, harvesting with gla- uh, gloves is important. Sure. Um, so you make sure that you can. Like I like to always have like uh, at least a knife with me. So if you have a bag or something that you're going to put the uh, plant into, you can use that to like protect your fingers as well. But for the most part, you just kind of want to use a knife, cut off a clean section of the top part of the plant, depending on what you're looking for. Obviously, if you want the roots, you dig up the roots. But um, you harvest it that way, and then there's a variety of ways that you can process it from then on. So my favorite way to eat it, personally, is uh, steaming it. I love steaming the nettles, and that in my opinion, keeps most of the plant flavor and the nutrients intact and on the plant still. I'm not a big fan of boiling my vegetables because I feel like there's a lot of uh, leaching that can happen into the cooking water and I don't often use cooking water after I've cooked with it So I feel like there's a bit of a nutrition loss happening there So steaming nettles is one of the best way in my opinion to eat stinging nettles and still I mean because you have the You can you can still see the trichomes on them like they're, they're just kind of they're, they're super softened So they don't sting you anymore, but you're still getting all that like really rich vitamin medicinal content and it's a delicious
1: side for your for your plate, a little garden segue, If you do happen to boil your nettles, don't waste those nutrients. Let the water cool and water your plants with it. Such a
0: oh, such an awesome idea. Yeah, ah. exactly. Yeah, you water your plants with the spent cooking water, and that you, yeah, that'll give your plant a huge boost. Um, and in fact, if you're not interested in eating the plant, you can still use it for. Um, plant feed basically—you just kind of mulch it up, uh, chop it down, lay it down, let it like naturally decompose, and a lot of those nutrients are going to go into the soil. It's it's a, definitely a remediator.
1: Yeah, Good
0: if that's stuff, the right word,
1: man. Good stuff. Yeah,
0: definitely. Right. So, um, as far as like eating the raw plant is concerned, um, there are a variety of ways to denature the plant, uh, the the stingers, in order to consume it raw. So, if you're not interested in cooking it whatsoever, um, there is a technique where you can. Put the stinging nettles into a cloth bag, preferably. If you have a plastic, I'm sure it'll work fine too. Um, but you take a rolling pin and you crush the leaves. You just like roll roll it over there with a good amount of pressure, and you crush the leaves up. And what that does, is that's breaking up those crystals um, before they have time the the chance to get in contact with your skin or your mouth. Um, and I I mean I have eaten raw nettles before, and it really isn't that bad. That um, they were younger, fresher tips, but um, I think that definitely processing them by crushing them that it definitely makes a, a, a palatable uh, stinger.
1: Yeah, so I that. think I would like to bag them, crush them, saute them like asparagus, maybe finish off with a little knob of butter. Yeah, oh, definitely. that sounds so good.
0: Yeah, I I think um, the crushing and the cooking might be a little overkill, but if you want to be damn sure, then yeah, you can be damn sure yeah, that way. Be damn sure. Um, and bruising the leaves, I'm sure, also helps like, make some of those um, minerals a little bit more accessible and easy to digest. So, yeah, processing it in any way is going to be good like that. Um, so the seeds uh, the seeds can be eaten. Um, you can process them. Uh, I like to like, strip them while they're green and then kind of let them dry. Uh, and then actually just green from, uh, from the plant on a salad. So they're oh. really good for like, you know, if you were to just like throw chia seeds on there or, or uh, sesame seeds or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like a little vegetal boost. And then, you know, it, it's not going to change the flavor of your salad really, but you can at least know that you're really adding a lot of uh, healthy fats to your meal by Dispersing them in there. I, mean, I
1: don't think I've ever eaten the seeds. What do they? What do the seeds taste like? like but, you, you know, eat?
0: not really noticeable. It's yeah. just kind of vegetable. It's more of a
1: vegetable know. flavor, like a pl- random plant flavor.
0: Yeah, I haven't really had a ton of them, so that it's sure. like, oh wow, that's yeah, yeah, I can really taste that. It's more about just kind of like you know, adding a little bit of sure a burst of color and well, a little bit of burst. I mean, of this plant is so
1: nutritious, and I would assume that it's concentrated in the seeds, like we said, the leaves and seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, why wouldn't you? That's awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, do you, do you have
1: something to, just just fun facts? I'm just full of fun facts today, so we talked about how it's used uh for like rheumatism in the first half of the episode uh it's also was used in Ecuador as a punishment up until even as recently as twenty ten uh flogging with wow. nettles so you know as
0: recently as twenty ten As recently as twenty ten yeah. wow
1: um that's just a fun fact uh back to the uses um textiles oh yeah. Huge, huge, huge textile uh plant, so there's it's widely agreed that during World War one the German army's uniform was almost entirely made from nettle wow
0: I, and you have to imagine that was kind of uncomfortable <laughs> it's a really, yeah, really cool yeah. thought. They, but... they compare
1: it with to linen, but like no kidding. way more harsh okay. like like feel wise yeah, so yeah, it's probably like linen and and like wool had a baby, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: I haven't had the pleasure of uh, interacting with any sort of nettle textiles, never you know, and that's nettle. not something no. that inspires me particularly. So I've never sought to accomplish it myself. Um, but I love, I love that kind of versatility um, and just the historic use of it too. Like I think that's so fascinating. Um, yeah, there's tons of ways that you can develop the fibers in the stalk to, um, you know, different ways of methods of weaving or whatever, you can get a good thread out of this. There's tons of, I, I'm in a Facebook group even that's like, I think, nettle old, uh, net old textiles or something like that. Oh, wow. And it's just a, a Facebook group full of people posting all the different stuff that they make with this uh, thread that they can glean from this plant. Um, mm-hmm. People much more skilled than I am in that area.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to find that group. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is a really cool thing. All right, Sting and Steve, hit me with some more facts.
1: All right, so beyond everything we've talked about, this is a, uh, it's used as a dye stuff. Uh, that's what they classify it, dye stuff. Dye stuff. I didn't just make that up. Um, yellow from the roots, so you can uh, get the roots of the plant and use it to dye fabric yellow. Wow. The leaves go from like a like a yellow to like a yellowish-green almost. Um, so you can use the whole plant as a, as a dye for the shirt that you make from the whole plant. Wow. So like, that's yeah, cool doing stuff. And yeah. then uh, for chicken tenders, like me, I'm a chicken tender technically, um, w- the plant contains uh, carotenoids that can be used to color the yolk of a chicken egg. Wow. Yeah. So so
0: you, they, you feed it to the chickens and it changes the color of their eggs.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So you can take either the dried plant, the fresh plant. Uh, I assume chickens probably don't like to eat the, the sting. So um, chopped up, maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe I, I do. Yeah. think they'd
0: probably be fine.
1: Yeah. And it says you can mix like just as little as six grams of this into like an entire bag of food, and it will have an effect on the color of your chicken's yolks that is not very much yeah tiny tiny amount Wow. um yeah
0: yeah i mean I, I did i did think of another um useful little tip here if you do get stung um by stinging nettle while you're walking around in the woods if you happen to come across a uh, yellow dock mm-hmm. or curly dock um which is often found in the same areas like similar growing conditions if you crush that up and rub it on the sting it helps it go away
1: yeah, right. So, we were
0: talking about that earlier. Yeah, right? so
1: this nettle goes through all this trouble to protect itself, and then the docks like, "Sorry, bro," <laughs> <Yeah>. neutralized. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, there's tons of
0: plant relationships out there, um, and I love the fact that um, you know, yellow dock, another really highly edible plant, has this kind of antidote factor to it that I, I didn't really know about until we were talking about this episode. Yeah. So here again on the Wild Edible World podcast, we're learning together. Exactly. Everybody coming up. Um, so yeah, with that, I think that's the end of our episode. Um, if you want to support us, um, again, you can check out our discord, follow us on Instagram, um, write and review the show, please. I just want to give a really quick shout out too to some of the other creators that helped us, um, create the visual of the show that you, that we have. Um, my wonderful wife, Laura, for doing the artwork. She, you can find her at Laura Feller Creates on Instagram, and um, our buddy uh, Brett Westcott for doing all the music for this show. Any music you hear in this show has been done by a personal friend of mine, and uh, it's just really awesome work. So thank you, Brett.
1: Yeah, very talented guy. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have any nettle recipes or, or nettle fun facts you want to share with us, any more competitions that Michael can enter, please <laughs> please let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll get on top of that. Maybe we'll publish publish a video of you eating a bunch of nettles in the future yeah sure
0: yeah definitely if you ever have any questions feel free to reach out to us Uh, Message us on instagram or on discord um we love hearing from you guys and uh, let us know what you want to hear about next until then see you next time on the wild edible world podcast
1: miss you already
0: thank you